All right, how are you doing today? You good? God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us. Last week, we, we began a new series, Living Thankfully. It's a series on maintaining an attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. Series on uh, making sure that we, in all seasons, we are in a thankful mood. Uh, and this month, we're looking through the book of Psalms. that God will speak to our heart to cause us to praise God in the good times in the bad times and even in the ugly seasons of our lives. You know, last week we looked at Psalm 34 and we underscored a big idea. We uh, underscored a wisdom key. We said God really has big solutions for our lives and he really cares for us, right? If you were in church last week, uh, that's that. Uh, if you want to listen to the message again, it's on my website, mikeprod.com. We're going to put it on the church website sometime this week. But go to mikeprod.com, you're going to get that message right there. Uh, we said God really has big solutions for our problems uh, and he really cares for us today we're going to be looking at Psalm 145 Psalm 145 and it's a psalm of praise people of God that uh, from experiencing God's faithfulness experiencing God's stability experiencing God's rescue and forgiveness now, at the time that King David was writing this psalm, he, he, he had been through some very challenging times in his life, gone through some tumultuous season of his life. Now things have calmed down a little bit, uh, and he's looking back and he's saying, I'm going to take some time and thank God. I'm going to take some time. Now, here's what he says. Let's tear this up a little bit, lay a little bit of foundation. Look at Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2 on your sermon outline and up on the screen. Psalm 92, Psalm 92, one, one, one to two. It says what? It is what? Good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening. Now you can see some repetition in here, right? And we said one of the ways to understand the Bible is look for ways of emphasis, statements of emphasis, right? So you see twice there, the psalmist talks about good, good twice, right? It is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is what? Good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening. So God looks at us and saying, hey, do you want to do a good thing? Do you want something that's commendable? Something that is blessable by God? Well, do what? Praise God. Right? Live in a thankful mood, attitude in your life. It is good to thank God, right? It is good to proclaim your unfailing love. And, and, and it says, how often should we do that? It says you have to do that, what? Morning and what? So in other words, 24-7. In other words, in every season of your life, in other words, in every situation, God is saying the good thing to do, whether you are well, whether you are sick, whether you are broke, whether you are happy, whether you are cheerful, whether things are not going well, it says here is the will of God. Here is what God blesses. Here is what God looks to that you've got to do what? In every circumstance, season of your life, right? You've got to dedicate yourself to do what? Praise God. It is good. Now, the Bible is consistent 
the Bible references itself, so that's in the Old Testament. You come in the New Testament, you can understand why the Apostle Paul picked this up and said this amazing portion of Scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. He says what? Be thankful how often in all circumstances, for this is what? God's will for you who belong to to Jesus Christ. Now we sang today, I'm a child of God, right? And so there's a, what, 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 a position comes with responsibilities. Position comes with what, with privileges, with accountabilities, right? You are a mom, there are certain things you do, right? I'm a pastor, there are certain things that I'm accountable for, right? I mean, we, we work somewhere, right? There are certain things. So, so position has responsibilities. And God's saying, because you belong to Christ Jesus, he has something that we've got to do willfully, we've got to do repetitively, we've got to do as part of our culture, our Christian culture, we've got to what? Be thankful in all circumstances. Now, in a moment, I'm going to share with you why you can be thankful in all circumstances. Oh, today we're going to be talking about being thankful in good times. Usually we talk about trying to make it through bad times because life is, is rigged with bad times. It's been said that today you are either in trouble or you just came out of trouble or you're getting ready to go into trouble. The Bible says, a person that is born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. It's got nothing to do with women. It's saying human beings, right? We are accustomed. We are in a place where we are conditioned to be able to go into trouble. See, the Bible has a lot to say about how we make it with God's help when times are tough. But the Bible also tells us how we ought to also get through and sustain our lives and maintain an attitude of gratitude even in good times. Because what happens in, is in good times we tend to pull back. We rest on our laurels. We pat ourselves on the back. We forget that our help comes from God. Right? I mean, we just give credit to everybody else. And, and, and we, you know, have our own acclaim. I did this, I went here, I studied, I worked hard, and this is what happens. And God said, even in those times, we ought to live in a thankful mode. You might as well say, well, Pastor Mike, I've really not thought about how I think when t good times are here. <laughs> I mean, it's natural to feel good. But God said, even those times, willfully, we're to praise Almighty God. In the book of James, the book of James actually captures this notion for us. And it serves as a good best practice for today's sermon. It says this, James 5.13. James 5.13, it says what? If you are feeling good, you should do what? <laughs> now last week we talked about if times are bad and rough and tough, you ought to what? Live in a praise zone. But God is also saying that, yes, additionally, when you are feeling good, you wake up in the morning, you check your pulse, your beat is, is your heart is still beating. You're thinking about what you're going to eat after church. It's not a problem. You, you had to look through your closet to figure out what you're going to wear and other accessories you're going to tie in there to make it look really good. He says, yes, even in those times, you ought to what, tune your hearts to be what, grateful and give thanks to Almighty God. If you're really feeling good, if you're cheerful, the Greek word means when it is well in your soul, which implies that 
when all is well with you, which represents good times, what should you do? You should what? Sing praises to who Almighty God. And that's God's prescription for us. So, so this is the big idea for today. If you don't get anything else, if you leave church today and somebody asks you, what was the message today? Here's, here's the big idea. If you're going to tune out of this message, just get this, lock it in your heart, and then do whatever you want to do for the rest of the time. Here's the big idea. Read that with me. It's on your sermon outline up on the screen. It says this. When things are going well, we should do what? Be in a state of what? Continual praise to God. The idea is this. The wisdom key is this. God is saying, I want you to praise me even in good times. And you've got to praise God in good times. And today we're going to look at Psalm 145. As I said, this is written by someone who... Life was not all roses for him. Life wasn't all simple. Life wasn't just straight and light for him. He went through a lot of bombs in the road. That's King David. And actually, things have calmed down a little bit. And here is he going into his heart. And God is giving a message for all of us. And he gives us three things. He says, when life is good, praise God for his greatness. Praise God for his goodness. Psalm 145. Let me read that to you. It's up on the screen. Psalm 145. He says, I will exalt you, my God, my King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let every generation tell us, children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He shows compassion to all his children. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds, about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those who are bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and the thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he, he destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord continually, and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. Amen. So what should we do when times are good? It is good to give thanks to God. It is good to proclaim God's unfailing love in the morning and evening. Be thankful in all situations for this is God's will for you. What do we do when times are good? The first is this. Based on God's teaching in Psalm 145, we should do this. Is this that when life is good, we ought to do what? Praise God. One more time. When life is good, we ought to praise God. Now this has got to be consciously. Now, it's, we've got to tell our hearts that because often here's what happens when times are bad. You see people coming to God looking for prayer, you know, asking for people to be able to, you know, pray for them or help them. And when times go, go right, guess what? They vanish. Right? I mean, we think about God when times are bad and we forget about God when times are good. But God is saying this. 
that for us to live in that thankful state, which is the will of God for our lives, when life is good, we ought to do what? Praise God. Let's look at our text, Psalm 145, verse 1 and 2. 1 and 2. Please look at what it means. Let's ponder over that for a few minutes here. He says what? I will what? Exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. An amazing, amazing best practice. Now he begins by saying that what? I will. Three times he says what? I will. I will exalt you. I will praise you. I will praise you for circle. I will, I will, I will, I will three times. And what is he saying? He says that we've got to praise God personally. We've got to praise God intentionally. There's got to be an intentionality in us praising God. And it doesn't have to be something that someone has to what nudge us. Someone says, well, let's, let's just thank God right now. An act of our will, purposely, intentionally, we tell our heart and our mind, coming through our lips, that God, I thank you. God, I praise you for what you've done for me, for waking up at the wrong, for bringing me from a mighty long way, for, for doing this, for doing that. We get in a zone where we are with intentionality, with purpose. We thank God. We thank God purposely. Now here's also what we need to do also. He says when life is good, we, we, we ought to praise God. We do that personally. Please look at it with me. He says, well, I will praise you, my God, my king. My God, a personal God, my king, a sovereign God who is over my life. This is personal. Now, the opposite of that is we give credit to ourselves. We give credit to our boss, our spouse, our friend, our neighbor. We say, oh, this person has done this for me. Look, thank somebody for what they've done, but give praise and glory to who? Almighty God. Because it is he who enabled that to come to pass. It is he who orchestrated it. How, well, how can we thank God in good times? We thank God with intention, purposely. We thank God personally. Now, go back and circle how many times David references God? Five times he references God. You see that? Circle that. I will exalt you, my God. Number one, my king. Your name, referring to God forever. Number three, I will praise you, referring to God. Number four, I will praise you forever. It is you directed to Almighty God. That we praise God with purpose and we praise God what? Personally. The third is this also. We praise God frequently. Right? He says what? I will praise you. How often? Come on, help me out here. Help me out here. We praise God what? Frequently. In good times, what should we do? We praise God purposefully, personally, frequently. And we praise him what? Forever. Right? I will praise you what? <laughs> we do that continually, continually. Amen. And God has given us a prescription. He's given us a best practice whereby our heart can always, always be in a place that says we ought to thank God all days. That when life is good, you praise God. And when you do that, it, what it does is it creates a compounding effect. It creates a compounding effect. That what happens is others around you begin to acknowledge that it is the Lord who has helped you. 
And when they look at what, what has happened in your life, they too are acknowledging that, oh my gosh, look at what the Lord has done for my brother, my sister, my friend, my neighbor, my pastor, my child, my co-worker. It creates a compounding effect. Look at what the psalmist does. He says what? Look, look at this. I'm Psalm 145 verse 10. He says what? All your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. He says, as we begin to praise God frequently, we praise God personally, we praise God with intentionality. Guess what? The works of God begin to praise God. The car that God gave you, as you are driving that car, that car is what? Praising God. Amen. The Bible said that the heavens, the atmosphere declares the glory of God. Jesus said, if you don't praise me, the stones will praise me. So it tells us that inanimate objects, plants, moon, stars, they praise God. But when we mount our praise to God, everything that God has done begins to respond in praise to Almighty God. Have you ever seen somebody receive an award and they come in and I say, I just want to thank so-and-so and so-and-so. And it says, I thank God for what he's done. Amen. Have you seen somebody like a movie star or somebody who's won an award? You see, valedictorians, when they're giving speeches, sometimes they put in there, I just want to thank God for what he's done. And what happens? Everybody around, the microphone that they speak on, God says, they also give praise to Almighty God. Amen. You want to compound the praises of God, speak it from your lips. Amen. Now the people around there are not giving credit to you because, that, because of your education or your hard work or how good or nice you are, but they, it, it points to Almighty God. All your works, because we are testifying and proclaiming and thanking God for what is done, guess what? Amen. There's something around us begins to praise God. And also it says what? And your faithful followers will praise you too. Now, we know that will happen. Listen, if you come here and say we thank God, we thank God for, I thank God for what is done, we'll also praise God with you too. So that's natural, but how about getting your co-workers also to praise God? I mean, I mean when your boss I mean, commends you, man, you've done a great job. When it's your anniversary on the job and somebody says, we just want to recognize you. You've been on this company for five years, for 10 years, for 25 years, wherever it is, and, and they're giving you commendation. How about you say, I thank God for that. I thank God. It is the goodness of God that has brought me this far, and I just want to praise God for what he's done in my life. What happens? Everybody around, whether they, they alter it or not, reflects on what the Lord has done for you. Because we praise God, we begin by praising God. He says, I will exalt you, my God and my King, verse 1 and 2. I will praise your name forever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you. When we are mounting the praises of God, what happens is it creates a compounding effect that all the works of God also thank God in response to our thanksgiving and faithful followers will also know that it is not your age, your race, your education, your experience that brought you those far. There are people with double PhDs who are homeless and there are folk who are making $15 an hour and God is helping them pay their bills and sleep well at night it's the goodness of God and the environment begins to respond to that and it creates a crescendo and even the angels in heaven are also singing the praises of God because you are leading a chorus of thanksgiving to almighty God what do we do when times are good we do what we praise who God so when times are good, we praise God. Secondly, here's what we do. When times are good, what do we do? We praise God for what? His greatness. We praise God for his greatness. 
You say, I don't know what to praise God for. Well, here's something that after you're done thanking God for your cars and your homes and your health and your family and your job and your finances and life and everything, he says there's something bigger that you ought to be praising God for. That's why you can praise God every day. Even when in tears, you can praise him for his greatness. Look at this portion of scripture in verse 3 to 6. Verse 3 to 6. Read with me. It says what? Great is what? The Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let every generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Now we've talked about one way to understand the scripture is look at how what's emphasized in that, right? So you see how many times the scripture, the, the, the Bible talk, the Psalms talk about great and greatness, right? Great is the Lord; no one can measure His what? I will proclaim your what? So this passage is all about what? Proclaiming what? The what? Greatness of God. You can never say if you're a member of Life and Service Church that you don't understand the Bible. Right? It's called keywords. You don't have to go to seminary and learn that. You, you got me. You praise God for His word. Greatness. What is the kind of praise that's acceptable? He says, Well, I'm praising God. I'm just, I, I, I'm, I just praise God by the clothes I wear. And if I thank other people, I'm still praising God. He says, No, you're not. Your praise has to connect with the greatness of your God. You praise God for his greatness. Amen. And how do you do that? Is, is this some kind of silent praise? Look at this. Great is the Lord. He is worthy of his praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation do what? Tell its children of your mighty works. Let them what? Proclaim your power. I will what? Meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor of your wonderful miracles. Your inspiring deeds will be what? On every tongue. And I will what? Proclaim your greatness. Tell, proclaim, meditate. It will be on every tongue. I will proclaim. You got to mouth it. Christianity is a confessional faith. You got to what? Speak it out. It's not God already knows that I'm thankful that I'm alive today he says speak it out and the Lord is going to give you multiple opportunities to declare his greatness that is manifested in your life see how the psalmist really compounds and really drills down I will tell of God's mighty works I will what? proclaim of your what Power, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and what wonderful miracles. I mean, is this somebody who attributes his blessing to the Lord? This is a shepherd boy, a shepherd boy who's risen up to be a king. His daddy wasn't a king, didn't come from royal blood. Many of us, where we've gotten to in life, it wasn't handed to us by our ancestors. 
It is the grace of God, the mercy of God. It is the wonders of God. It is the greatness of God. It's the mighty acts of God. It is God's power. It's God's majesty. His glorious splendor. It has got wonderful miracles that has brought us this far. It wasn't handed over to us. We didn't get a will that says, here is a piece of stuff that you ought to have. God has been good. God has been good. So we can declare his greatness over our lives. Can somebody declare that? Yes. You say, I have no reason to thank God. If I pay my bills, then I'll thank God. If I get a big job, then I'll thank God. If I get married, then I'll thank God. Oh, the Lord has done plenty good for you already. Why don't you thank him for his greatness upon your life? If that's true, tell somebody close to you, the Lord has done plenty good for me. Somebody testify. Somebody thank God right now. The Lord has done plenty good for me. See, many times we are dismissive of what the Lord is doing in our life because we compare ourselves to others. Oh, I only have a Toyota. Somebody is driving a Mercedes. They are driving an BMW. All I have is a Nissan. Not everybody has a Nissan. You compare yourself to the wrong people. What the Lord has done for you, he hasn't done it for somebody else. Tell somebody close to you. What the Lord has done for you, he hasn't done it for somebody else. You have an apartment to lay your head and there's heater running through. You went cold. You went freezing this morning, last night. But you say, I can't thank God because my sister, my brother, has a big house with a big yard and a fence around it. In a two-car garage. As for me, I'm just parking over there so I can't thank God for his greatness. What you have, everybody doesn't have it. Testify that to somebody. What you have, everybody doesn't have it. What the Lord has done for you. What the Lord has done for you. So you too can say that God has done mighty acts for me. You too can proclaim the Lord's power over your life. You too can meditate on his majesty, his glorious splendor, and the wonderful miracles that he's done over you. God has done a big deal. He's done a big deal in your life. Folks, that's how you live in thankfulness. That's how you live in gratitude every day of your life. You appreciate what God has done for you. That it didn't come. It didn't come by luck. It didn't come by chance. It, come, it came by God's great power. God had to do some heavy lifting for that to come through. Because had your enemies had your way, had they had your way, you would not be where you are today. Does anybody believe that? If your enemies had your way, some of you will be dead and gone. I know I would be. Therefore, every day I can thank God for his word, greatness. I can thank him for your greatness. And here's what happens when you live in thankfulness, when you live in gratitude, what happens is it promotes your peace. Do you believe that? 
When you are living in gratitude, you're not stressed. You're not worried. You are living, comparing your life to people. You are living in perfect peace. You are living in joy. You are living in love. You are living in confidence. You are living in faith and hope, knowing that he who has brought you this far, oh God, you have a huge runway in front of you because you are grateful. You appreciate where you came from and how the Lord has brought you this far in life. Glory to Almighty. God, when you know that God's greatness, greatness has fallen over your life. So we ought to live in thankfulness in good times. And look at how it is reinforced. Again, when you praise God, guess what? It has a compounding effect. God is looking for leverage. He's not just looking to bless you so that you can keep it under a bushel. He says, let your light shine. Don't hide it under the bed. So when you begin to proclaim and declare God's greatness over your life, guess what? He says, look at how many times they use day. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They, others, will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. What's happening? That people are reading your life and they are giving praise to Almighty God. When you begin to tell about God's greatness over your life, says, hey, my sister Teresa, the Lord is blessing her. My cousin Fred, look at what the Lord is doing. Wow. God is moving in Samson's life. To God be the glory. The last time I spent some time with so-and-so, look at what they said. God is moving. God is day, 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 are thanking God. When I just reporting about what's going on in your life, it goes to Almighty God. Speaking of the glory of God's kingdom. They're giving examples of your power. They're giving what examples of your power. How, how, how will the unsaved world give examples of God's power if we are not telling them what the Lord is doing in our life? How? I say it over and over again. 12 years of my life, I couldn't speak. I had a huge speech impediment. And then for the next three or four or five years, I was just a bad stutterer. I would just have to stamp my leg down and crying and water coming out of my leg, sometimes urinating all over myself. How are people going to tell examples of God's great power if we're not telling them how far the Lord has brought us? Today is 29 years and six months. Every two weeks, there's a drug deposit picture coming into my bank account. Not because of anything I've done, but God's greatness. How are they going to see the examples of God's great? Every single one of us are the son of my voice. God has done something mighty in your life. You ought to declare it. You ought to declare it. You are not born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Naked you came, but God has brought you this far. You want to tell, look at what the Lord has done. I came to this country with two bags. I ought to think about what I'm going to wear today. 
took one shoe and then said, oh no, I've not worn this in a while, let me wear this shoe today. It's gonna go with my belt. Look at my belt and my shoe matches. Hey, swap on boy. Belt, same color as my shoe. Right? If you're not telling about God's great works, how are people going to know? How God says you got to tell them on the job, you got to let people know. Glory to Almighty God! Somebody comes and says, hey, some of you have been employed ever since you came here. Food on the table, clothes on your back. You've never been naked, never been homeless. Never been homeless. Never had to borrow money from anybody. In the last year, five years, ten years, twenty years, God has been good. You got the talent. Tell of that greatness in your life. Glory to Almighty God. That's how you live in gratitude. That's how you promote the joy and the peace of God over your life. You declare, you live in that zone, in that zone of gratefulness to Almighty God. Your enemies have to work hard to push you down because you know whom you believe. You've tasted of the goodness of God. When life is good, you praise God. How do you do that? You praise God for his greatness. <laughs> That's not only few people can say that, but we've got to teach them with our lives. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. He is an earthly king, King David. Taking refuge in the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's saying, God has ultimate dominion over my life. My life is in God's hands. And you ought to live under that knowledge. That ought to be a maxim. That ought to be something that has been a declarative over your life. No matter what happens, I'm under the great power of Almighty God. And you celebrate His greatness over your life. So when times are good, we praise God. How do we do that? We praise him for his word. Greatness. Next, we praise him for his word. Goodness. We praise him for his word. Goodness. It is good that we give thanks to God, to sing praises to the most high God, to proclaim his unfailing love in the morning and his faithfulness in the evening. How do we do that? We praise God, period, how we praise him for his word. Greatness and his word. Goodness. One more time, his word. Goodness. <laughs> oh, has God been good to anyone? First, you just praise God for who he is. Even with tears running down your cheeks, you can praise God for what you can thank God that you know who he is. You know who your deliverer is. You know who your protector is. You know who your provider is. You know who your source is. Glory to Almighty God. Your employer can look at you and say you've been fired from the job. And you say, I thank God that I've been here for a year or two years or three years. If you're in the healthcare business and you're looking for somebody and looking after somebody and that's where your paycheck comes in, that person passes away, you are grateful that for a season God has been good to you and then you walk away knowing that the Lord whose greatness got you that job, when a door closes, he will what? Open another door. 
So you thank God for his what? Goodness. His goodness. Look at verse 7 to 9 of Psalm 145. Read that with me on your outline. It says what? Everyone will share what? The story of your what? Wonderful goodness. Are you sharing the story of God's wonderful goodness? You have a story. Your life story is God's story. Your life story is what? God's story. Don't wait till, till you die and people scratch their head trying to find out and put something down for you. You've got to tell them why you're alive. Where did you come from? How did God help you when you was a little boy or a little girl? What doors have you brought you from? What germs and troubles has he delivered you from? What breakthroughs has he brought your way? What sicknesses has he healed? What opportunities, what connections has God brought your way? What open doors has God brought you? You want to tell of God's word. Oh, good, good, wondrous story. There is a story about your life. Amen. And it's got the thumbprints, the footprints of Almighty God all over it. I couldn't have done it. I could not have done what has happened in my life. When I look back at my life, when I look back at my life, where I've come from, how things have been sustained in my life. Oh, it is a what? A wondrous, wondrous story. A story of God's wondrous goodness. My brokenness and pain and... It's a story of shame to glory. It's a story of pain to beauty. Story of brokenness. Amen. To glory. It's a story of nothing to something. It's a story of going nowhere to God leading me in a great and awesome place. And the Bible calls it a story of God's words, wondrous goodness. And as God says, he says only just one person should tell that. It's just, just a story. It's God, that's God's wondrous story only connect with the Moseses of the world and the Abrahams of the world and the David's of the world, and he says, oh, I like Shadrach's story. I like Joseph's story. I like Moses' story. He says, what? Everyone. Circle the word everyone. Everyone. Circle it in your Bible. Circle that in your outline. Everyone. Every, the Lord is doing it. The Lord is doing What he did for Job, he's doing it for others. What he did for Moses, taking Joseph, oh God, my Lord, from, an, from glory to God, from an Israelite home and put him in a palace, in an Egyptian palace. God is still doing it. He, everyone, everyone will have a great story to tell. So that we can tell of God's wondrous word, goodness. Are you telling that to your co-workers? Is that very clear to your customers? When you earn, get a new business, somebody buys a product for you if you in sales, you thank them and say, I just want to thank God. I thank God for you bringing me business. Everyone will share the story of God's wondrous goodness. <laughs> I love this. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Righteousness means right way. Oh, I would have gone through a lot of wrong ways in my life. 
made a lot of wrong turns in my life, but every turn I've made that is not of God, God has brought me back to him. So I can thank God for his word, right ways. My mistakes haven't caught up with me. My sins have not resulted in my shame. But the Lord has brought me from a wrong path to a what? Right path. So we can what? Sing with joy. Sing with joy. Whoa! Tell us how we can do that. Pivots back to Almighty God. He said, We see God's goodness. We see God's goodness. You see, we can praise God today in good times because of what He's done in the past. Hello. And He names that. The Lord is what? Look at this. Merciful and what? Compassionate, slow to get angry, filled with what? unfailing love he said you can live in perpetual gratitude and thanksgiving to God in good times why because of God's mercy 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 means that God did not treat you with what you deserve tell somebody I thank God that he didn't treat me with what I deserve is there reason to be joyful? How many of you deserve to be where you are in life today? You deserve your health? There are people who are on waiting lists looking for a liver. And their chances are not good. Are you thankful for where God has brought you for his mercy? Do you deserve what you have? There are people who are lining up in fertility clinics. Fertility clinics. I've sat there with them. Faces very long, coming in every month. But you just had a good meal and had fun, and poof, you had a baby. <laughs> you just had a good meal, and bam, it happened. No injections, no medication, right? no hormones, nothing going on. No pills going on. It just, you had a good time, and poof, it happens. Did you deserve that? What about those who are sitting down in fertility clinics, going after, going through all kinds of complicated procedures just to be able to have somebody call them daddy or mommy? And month after month after month after month after month, they go through failure after failure after failure. And there are four people on my prayer list that I'm praying for them, and they are distraught. They are literally broken. They have what money come by. They have what money come by. You can thank God for his word. Mercy. He's treated me with what I don't deserve. We can thank God for his word. Compassion. The word compassion means that God looks at you and says what? I'm not only going to treat you with what you, 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 you I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to treat you with what you deserve. I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. 
we'll give you what you don't deserve. So when somebody looks at your life and says that's too much, every now and then somebody says that's too much. <laughs> it's too much because God is what? Compassionate. He's generous. He's what? Gen- he says, I'll cause your cup to what? Overflow. God just doesn't give it to you. Drip, 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 drip. When God wants to bless you, he showers you. He wants to show the whole world who he is. And so you can thank God for his goodness because of his what? His mercy and his what? Come passion <laughs> where I come from we call compassion Abada. it's in your gut you want to do something because you feel like doing not because the end you're doing something for your child for a loved one not because they've asked you to do that not because they prayed not because they deserve not because they've even been good but you're doing it just because you have what compassion it's in your gut to be able to extend generosity to them that's what God has done God's goodness born out of his mercy and compassion. He says God's goodness born out of his heart. He's slow to get angry. Ah, can anyone thank God for that? His forgiveness, oh. If the Lord was like your friend, human being, the minute you did wrong, you cut off. Hey, the minute you lied, you were gone. The minute you cheated, you were gone. The minute you did something wrong, it's gone. But the Lord was what? Slow, patient, working with you. Even in you, while you were messing up, messing up in life, the Lord is still what? Patient with you. Can you thank God for that? Thank you, Jesus. What people did and got fired. What people did and lost money. What people did and they were cut off. What people did and they were fined. What people did and they were sued. What people did and they went to jail. What people did and bad things came their way. The Lord looked at you and said, we're just going to be patient with my son or my daughter. Hey. Wow. Can anyone be thankful for God's goodness? Hallelujah. Oh, man. He's filled with what? Unfailing love. He's good to everyone. He showers his compassion on us. When life is good, we can thank God for his goodness. We can thank God because of his mercy, his compassion, his forgiveness. We can thank God because he protects us. Even those who don't know him, the Lord is good. Lord is good. He showers his compassion on all his creation. Has the Lord blessed you today? Well, we thank God. Well, we praise God for his goodness and his greatness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.